Good evening. Welcome to the Ultimate Sports Show. I'm Thomas Mlambo and this is a Thursday where we give you the ultimate inspiration on the show. It's uh, six minutes past six uh, and the man to give you the ultimate inspiration, the man who will tell you his life story, a story that I know is going to touch you. From a man who starts as a boy in the hardest streets of Cape Town to scoring goals at the Africa Cup of Nations and bringing the trophy to South Africa. I've listened to a little bit of the story. I've had a glimpse at the book that he's uh, written as well and that is coming out next week. Mark Williams is the ultimate inspiration on the show today. And when you hear the hardships, the difficulties, the family breakups, and the ultimate inspiration that he brings to this country, I know you're going to enjoy the next hour with Mark Williams. However... Before we get to that, let me give you my ultimate thoughts for the day. Mark is already here. So, Mark, let me just say hi. How are you, Mark? I'm fine, thanks, Thomas. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been a while. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Took the second zip. I'm fine, sir. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Let me just get the mic closer to you there, Mark. Okay. Yeah. So you said you did what? You took the second jab. Yeah, I took the second, uh, you know, because they say you have to have two uh, <laughs> two vaccines. I went yesterday for my second one. Yeah. And I'm feeling strong. It was a little bit pain, but yeah. I'm feeling good. The SABC had a uh, vaccination drive right here today, pop-up site. Uh, thousands of employees right here at the SABC and hundreds of them did show up for the uh, vaccination. I'm waiting for my second uh, jab. That's going to be the first week of next month, Mark. So you, you're ahead of me, but I'm catching you. Now, thanks, Thomas. I think everybody should go out there, you know, because, you know, sometimes we think it's a joke. It's, it's real. This thing is real. And when it happens to the family, then we want to say, oh, oh. So all I'm saying to people out there, make sure. You know, I'm not saying go because I'm saying, you, but it's good to have it. Yeah. So I want to start with a couple of the stories that are uh, in my mind. The ultimate inspiration is what we're going to be doing with Mark Williams. But the ultimate thought today for me has to start out with the big story around Orlando Pirates. Orlando Pirates has made two signings out of West Africa. Olisanda, the uh, central defender from Nigeria, two caps for Nigeria. The 23-year-old uh, comes into the, into the uh, Orlando Pirates team. And then Kwame uh, Pepra. He's the striker from Ghana. King Faisal FC is where he's from. 12 goals, 10 assists, 29 games. Those are impressive stats, now, Very, Mark. very impressive. You know, Tom, I looked at a couple of games beginning of the season, and I knew that was a problem that Pirates got that central defense because, yeah. you know, they can score goals, but uh, th that is a problem. But they've gone in both departments now, center-back and a striker. Well, the striker, I don't know if it's a big oak or whatever to just spray off um, uh, Mango or, mm. you know, one of the guys just to support. But like you said, he's got assists, so that's very good. Can do everything. You can do everything. Then, you know what else is happening today? The box left without Rassi Erasmus, the uh, director of rugby. He's going to stay in South Africa because Rassi has to go for that hearing where World Rugby want to talk to him a little bit about th that video that he released around refereeing during the British and Irish Lions tour. So he says he's not going to go. He wants everyone to focus on the Springboks. They want to focus on the, the uh, rugby championship mm -hmm. and get the best performance out of the team there. So Rassi Rasmus, interesting decision there. And I guess one that everyone likes. And then another thing that caught my eye, and Mark can probably give us some s insights on this. Bayern Munich were playing in the German Cup last night. They scored 12 goals, 12-0. 12-0 against Bremer, Mark. 12-0. Well, 12-0, Thomas, I'm not surprised, you know. Um, <laughs> it must have been a nice friendly for They're them. in the fifth division, though. Yep. I mean, must you hammer a team like that? If, if it was 15-0 and I had to score five goals, Thomas, that was my... That was... I love it, like I said. I love score, when people score goals. And made it worse for Bremer. <laughs> it was 8-0, 13 minutes to go, and then they get a red card. And then, yeah. And this was without Lewandowski, and Manuel Neuer was also rested. So that's, that shows professionalism, though. Show, I mean, 
uh, instead of kicking the ball around, standing on it and enjoying themselves, they just kept hammering the goal. Isn't that the way to do it? I mean, we got a netbank cup also here that, you know, where they play against the smaller teams. 24. And you always see how the smaller teams beat the, you know, the big teams. So, you know, that is what you have to show and tell them this is what's all about. It's real when you come here. We hit you, but it's not happening. It's the opposite side. So, Mark Williams, we're going to talk about your book very shortly. Um, and I'm going to give a lot of detail on that. The launch is coming up next week. One thing I need to hear from you before I go to a break. Did you commit crimes as a youngster? Yes. Literally, crime. Yeah, yeah, yes, Thomas. Yeah, literally, yes. I did. I did those things, Thomas. Things um, like what? In like, um, there was a uh, you know when there's no food in the house and 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 you uh, have to find a way. There's a shopping mall. I used to look at it, and it's my father's shop, and I'm going there and take what uh, whatever I need. And I, I like I said, God was always on my side. I never got caught for that. Right, we're going to hear more of those stories from Mark Williams. Stay with the Ultimate Sports Show. What are your memories with Mark Williams? 089-110-3377. You can get us on that number when you want to call through Twitter. It's Metro FM SA on WhatsApp. Your voice notes for Mark Williams. Those memories, those AFCONs. uh, His book is out next week. And the book called Gangster from Gangster to Soccer Legend has everything from the early days of his life uh, up to that Africa Cup of Nations and he's going to tell us a little bit about that book and with some of the uh, great stories that you'll be able to read there you can uh, send through your voice notes on 0715856157 the hashtag is ultimate sports show now Mark Williams before we get to the book right there's a lot happening in the world of football so I I'm, I, I, I can't just go straight to the book yes. without getting your views on things and I think the big story this week has to be you know the Bafana Bafana squad right like uh, Hugo Bruce, who you know. Yes. How do you know B- Hugo Bruce other than being Bafana coach? Yeah, well, Thomas, um, when I went to Belgium in 93, uh, I went to Belgium. He was playing for Bruce. Yeah. A club uh, that Percy Tau actually played, actually, uh-huh. uh, before he went to Anderlecht. And I played maybe one one or two games, but I heard he was a big he was a, a big name. He was a defender. So I, I could have nutty maybe and went past him, but, you know, we're going to keep that. Maybe for the coach to talk or to call him. You're saying you hit Koyugo <laughs> Bruce with a Shibobo. Maybe I did that, you know, I was, I was quick. But, yeah, what that's how I remember him. Yes. What are your views of the squad that he selected? Uh, first of all, I looked because for me, when I look at defensive, I look at a very young squad, which, um, you know, we always talk about youth. We need to, so the people talk about the youth. But then I look at the, the, the at the bottom because my name always used to be at the bottom when it comes defenders, midfielders, and strikers. Mm. And I'm like, wow, seven strikers. Mm. That's a nice thing to have. And, um, you know, I just hope that he can get the, the sort of um, patterns together and get the right two or the right three. But people are saying he's left out the experience. Uh, Thomas, you know what? Every time we talk about experience, experience, yes, you do need experience. You need to, to mix and max it. I mean, that's why we got Yalman Makalele. That's also part of that but 96, but Yalman put it in. There's no mix and match here. This is pretty much all youth. Um, I think what he mentioned also, Thomas, is that, you know, um, we, we mustn't maybe expect to qualify it. You know, South Africa fans, we want to make sure that we qualified. Mm. So is that going to be a comeback and say, well, guys, you saw I tried the youth. And, and because for me, the, the main thing is, and I think a lot of international coaches talk about is development, co- Thomas. Mm. Development at a younger age. And when you get at the senior level and you can't trap a ball, coaches are going to leave and some of them are going to say the way it is. But we can't develop with Bafana Bafana. No, mm. you can't. You need to be developed. And I think... <laughs> so why are you happy that it's a young squad if you're saying you can't develop at Bafana? Because those players that is got there, I think they played also in the Olympics and they're playing for the big teams. Mm. So, you know, they, I won't say it's all youth. 
there is a couple experience, but I think most of the time is that you must get that winning combination, that winning. It's all about that spine for me, Thomas. Can it go to the K- Qatar, the squad? Can he qualify us for Qatar 2020? Honest opinion, Mark Williams. I'll give him for, uh, 60-40. 60-40. That's what the bookies will give him. I'll give him 60-40. To go or not to go? To go. <laughs> to go. Uh, Mark Williams. Okay, and the other thing, Mark, I saw you uh, when we were uh, just preparing for the interview and talking outside. You were looking at a video on your phone, right? Yeah. And, and it's even on my social media if you want to check out at Thomas and Malambo. But it's that video of Percy Tao, yeah. you know, kicking a ball at <laughs> Al Ali's yeah. training venue. It was shot last night. Um, you know, the spies are out there, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. and they're busy shooting a video. You can see Percy Dow in the red kit. The cameras are around him. He's decking the ball. He's showing his skills. So for all intents and purposes, what does that mean to you when you see that video? No, no, that means you already signed. Thomas, uh, two weeks ago, uh, you know, I like to follow everything. Mm. I'm not just a soccer man. I was rugby cricket. And and then I saw they're not having him in the squad. And then they said he's in got Brighton. personal. Yeah, at, in, in England. Yeah, mm. in Brighton. And then they said, no, he's got space, uh, specific things he has to do in South Africa. Mm. That specific things, I was in those situations myself. He came down with his agent and then went to Al Ali. And mm. now they talked about, you know, obviously financial situations. I think uh, for me, he put pen to paper. Um, because the coach, you know, if the coach wanted him, we were gonna s- I was going to see that. And um, he was tapping the ball. You're not going to tap the ball and, and media are going to be there. What do you think of the move? Um, I'm not impressed. I think for me, first of all, um, Percy Tau is a very good player. For me, he's probably one of the best players um, who's got a, a raw talent that's, that's got talent, actually, mm. that I always look up and say that, you know what, can he be our Messi? Now, for me, that's a step down. And I'll say, what, I'll what is a step down? Signing for Al Ali. Signing for Al Ali, um, and and it's a st- you might as well come back to to it and and sign for Sundowns. It's the same because there's no competition. Um, you know, when you play in England, you, you play against the best in the world. They're all over from Germany. So when you come and play for your national team, you're bringing that experience mm. that you've got to the national team and then at the wraps of other players that's what we did i mean mark fish were playing overseas um yalman uh miss Fulma singer you know lucas radebi so when you know yes we got beaten four by you know four fours they call us up the four by fours whatever that but you know we then said guys enough is enough so when our players come back to africa for me that's that's a step back and you know it's it's like i said people can say yeah, it's about the money but you want to play at the highest level, Thomas. You know, there's nothing better than playing in the Champions League. And he knows what feeling it is. But look, sometimes it's, uh, I think, a lot to do with agents, how they look at and, and, and saying to the player, but this is the move. Mark, it's not like he probably wanted to leave. Um, he wasn't playing. Well, go back to Belgium, just try something else. But you Stay know, in Europe. Stay in Europe. It's the best. Thomas, <laughs> I mean, I've been there 12 years, you know, I've... When I came to South Africa, I only came here for a holiday. I played for cheese, but I know when I'm finished, it was I signed a man-to-man contract, you know, to make sure that if any team comes, I'm going back to Europe, mm. because it, it, you know, you learn such a lot about the game. So when you learn all that and you bring it into the national team, it can only be good for the other players that you play against in the lower division. But it's the same, like I said, playing for Sunderland. So for me, I look at it. 
because I say I've got the great respect for him. I've been watching him when he plays. You know, I've always put it on my Instagram and I say, hey, please watch out for him. Mm. Um, when he plays for Ali, I don't think I'm going to do it. Not because of anything. I just for me, you could have come back and play for Chiefs or Sundowns. What are you saying? You, you're not going to watch? You're not going to make an appointment to watch him playing for Al Ali? Um, no. Um, I, it's not going to be for you're me that looking forward. I was looking forward when I, when I know that he's playing in England because it's, uh, it's one of South African players. Mm. And for me, like I said, he is, he's got a lot. Um, you know, he showed us the other day in a friendly how you know how skillful he is, how he scored. And sometimes you get these Thomas coaches don't like certain players. I mean, they were talking about his f f uh, fitness, his, his physical presence. I had that same same thing. Mm. But you proved them wrong, Thomas. I did extra training. I made sure I went back to Europe. I played in Brazil. I played in all these countries. And when I was sitting too long on the bench, I made a move. But only the move was to come to South Africa, play a couple of games, and go again. He's not the only one, Mark. He's not the only South African who has gone to Europe and come back after a short space of time. That's why our national team so is not. That's why our national team is where it is, at the moment. Because for me, is Thomas. Um, you look at Senegal, you look at Nigeria, you look at Ghana. You know, and sometimes you ask yourself, why is that we can't beat these teams? You know, yes, you beat maybe one, but when it comes to the nitty gritty. That's when you bring in that experience of I'm playing in Europe. You got that broad chest out. Mm. Uh, uh, when you you know <laughs> when you play against you know our, our neighbors here next door and you can't beat that, and we're supposed to do that because we are one of the best uh, sort of football um, African uh, countries in, in in Africa. Was there a time we could beat Ghana and we could beat Senegal? And oh, what oh time yeah. was that? Oh yes. Uh, I think 1995-94 was a bit uh, difficult because we had to understand the physical presence. But your time, that's what you're saying. Uh, yes, in our time. And I think after us also, yeah. There you go. Right. They used to do it regularly. We'll talk about that. After we come back, from gangster to soccer legend, Mark Williams is a man who's played 23 times for the country, eight goals he scored, but four of those goals were at the Africa Cup of Nations in 1996. Uh, he won us the trophy in the final and is why he is called the Nation Builder. So Thursday nights on the Ultimate Sports Show is where we give you the ultimate inspiration. We hear from somebody who will inspire you, who has done it in the game, and no one really has done it more than Mark Williams. He's got 14 clubs under his belt, I counted, all over the world. I mean, from Brazil <laughs> to Malaysia to <laughs> South <laughs> Africa to places I don't, can't even pronounce, China, Korea. He has done it. He chased those dollars. And um, he's a true legend for South Africa. You guys are already involved in speaking to us on the WhatsApp line. It's 071-585-6157. You can call us on 089-110-3377. Mark Williams has written a book, From Gangster to Soccer Legend. We're going to talk about that now, but these are your voice notes. Good evening, Thanks for bringing in legend to Mark Williams' studio. I got one question for him. Uh, can you please ask him that in one day, does he see himself in one of the DSTV team's bench or is still enjoying his job at analyzing football on TV? Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Mark, yeah, you're speaking with Tozamele Mapi. I'm yet Cape Town Echoes. I remember, Mark, your same name. They used to call you the shark. The shark, because of they said you don't have a, a front teeth. <laughs> yeah, the great memory the time you were playing for Ibafana Bafana when we were playing the final against the Tunisia, Gautin FNP. 
you score a brace. Ah, what a finish, Amak Williams. I don't think Sisingabana has strikers like you. First touch, or you get a small chance, you finish up. I remember you, Mark, especially the team of 1996. The last time we won the cup. Since then, gone. I wish Mark Williams can get a chance to go there and assist Pagui Stops, Bafana Bafana, good striking force. Maybe something can come up. All the best, Mark. We call you the shark. Once a parrot, always a parrot. Sharp, Mark. Yeah, good evening, Thomas. Um, great to have the legend there in the studio, uh, Mark Williams, the striker of the South Africa. Uh, I'm just worried about uh, today. Our strikers cannot be like them who were passionate about the game and uh, who fought up to the last minute of the game. Uh, Mark Williams did a, a lot for South Africa, for Kaiser Chiefs as well, because we will never get a striker like him who is hungry for the goals. I like when he says, uh, go to the kitchen. He knows where the kitchen is. And, and, and even to the young ones, he keep on saying that People must be hungry to go to the kitchen so that they can uh, uh, get something there because whatever we are doing, we're looking forward to get to the kitchen in order to get food. It's where he normally tells the people to go. Hey, I'm great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear him um, on the, on, in the studio right now. That man, I did a lot for South Africa. I remember when he scored in the Cup of Nations, 1996. That man was a great striker. We'll never get a striker like him. Yay. Thanks, Thomas. It's Mac here in Cape Town. Thanks a lot. Yay, yay, yay. Never is a long time. Never get a striker like Mark Williams. Mark, uh, great voice notes coming through there. Spongula's question, though, about coaching. Is that something you consider? Um, Thomas, um, I've looked at it when I came back from overseas, you know, that I wanted to coach. And um, I said to myself, I had to look first about what happening with our local coaches. How mm. far can they go? Because if I want to go into something, I want to make sure that I can coach in Europe. And I haven't seen any black coach. Now, the first time after 10 or 15 years, there's only one black coach in the UK. But over the years, there haven't been, and that's how I look at it. Are you even working on it, though? Are you, are you studying it? Thomas, you I, I, I went into coaching when I came here. Um, then I went into, because I wanted to help, I wanted to give back. And I, I made a U-turn and went into beach soccer. <laughs> so I, I, I was a qualified, you know, working with FIFA and coaching other coaches in other countries. Yeah, you know, I remember. <laughs> and now I'm going to go back. Because <laughs> I, I was in Durban when you were coaching South Africa's beach yeah. soccer team. You and the, the late Mark Bachelor, yeah. Amaramaga. You guys had so much fun. <laughs> look at that. It's all about fun, Thomas. But it's also like I said, you know, when I look at it coming back and I said, how do I give back? Because first of all, they don't need boots. They just need to come to the beach. You know, Mbata. But you were being trapped. Yeah. Your team was being trapped. Yeah, yeah. They've they been trapped. But when I was playing, <laughs> you know, yes, unfortunately, when I was playing, we, I was in the kitchen. I scored goals. I remember Nigeria. We played them in the semifinals. In the beach soccer. In the beach soccer finals, yeah. And uh, we were down 7-0. And the players said, Coach, can you play? I said, no, I'm finished. I went up. I scored eight goals. The <laughs> players were crying. So I didn't have voice afterwards. But look, Thomas, it's nice when you can give back. That's mm. That was my ultimate uh, goal, you understand. 
And um, like I said, I went into coaching, yeah. All right, let's get into the book a little bit. Because from gangster to soccer legend, and actually one of the voice notes speaks to it. That's the name of the book. You've lost your teeth. I think most people know that. Like you've got false teeth in right now. Right. How did that happen? And is that something that we'll hear about in the book? Yeah, um, you're going to hear about it, Thomas. Um, I think that... You know, in our days, uh, you know, because nowadays uh, people use guns. Um, In our days, it was all about knives and pangas. Mm. But then also in a group, you could also dare somebody if you didn't like it or you were talking too much sometimes. Because we used to play soccer against one another. And when the one team loses, they run to the car, they go get the knives, and then it's a fight. So during that uh, sort of things that we had, one one of the guys of the other group, he was daring me, you know, said to me, listen here, you talk too much. Why don't we have a fight without this stuff? And the, the other group was behind us. And I think after the second one, I didn't know about it. Uh, two of my teeth, it was very painful. Two of my teeth was knocked out. Wow. And, and, and that was, you know, welcoming to the, the, the group. And yeah. So right hook, right hook, teeth right out. Hook, right hook, left hook. Um, and, and that was it, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> and this is, this is in... What part of Cape Town? Where did you grow up? All right. So I grew up in, in, in we call it Rondeflay, all right, where I left my mother. But the gangster stuff happened in Hanover Park. That's the same place Benny grew up? That's the same place Benny grew up, yeah. So, um, you know, we're living in Claremont, Wilmot, but it was a predominantly white area. And it was nice that I played for a team called Clearwood in the amateur days. And then during this apartheid, you know, the white government decided all the colored people in Claremont must move. And, uh, you know, the book tells that I end up, we end up in Hanover Park. Mm. A lot of people went to Menenberg, Bonteville, this and that. And it's like a jungle. You need to survive, Thomas. So you got these five animals. And if you don't belong to one of them, you're going to be chowed by one of them. Mm. And that's how the gangster thing come, came so up. So you became a gangster. I became one. Like you, Mark Williams, the guy that, you know, yeah. Utata Mandela was holding. And, you know, you were a gangster. You yeah. were a criminal. Yeah, um, the gangster thing started so, you know, w- while I was playing, Thomas, and, um, you know, the, in the book it says, actually, it, it was a day that I looked I, I, I looked myself that this was my last day. And um, we were sitting in the Cape Flats between these two uh, walls. And the next thing I looked, you know, uh, you didn't have to ever watch. We knew what the time was, certain time. Just so I saw a, do- a dog. And when I looked up, I saw about 20 guys in front. I turned around. And we were eight guys were throwing the dice. We're playing dice games. Mm. And I turned around and there was another 20. And they planned that this was the day they're going to take us out. What happened that day, Thomas, God was, I can only say God was good. Um, four of my, my friends on the day passed on. They were killed. They were killed. In that fight. In that fight, about eight of them. Eight of them, it was a mess. It was a mess. And then the next day, my gang group called me and said, listen here, you a spy. And I said, why? Because... I had a lot of I had a lot of blood on me, knocks on my head, and they said, "How come you're not being stabbed?" And I said, "Well, I don't know." Hmm. And they and and they said, "Well, we have to wear the stuka." Now the stuka is a tattoo to prove to them that you were one of the brothers, hmm. because before I was duck and dive, you know, my brother was a leader. I was with them. I was sometimes I tried to escape, you know, try to find means that uh, the books uh, tells you about that. I went to movies that started at twelve o'clock at night on a Friday just to avoid fighting. But, um, you know, when I come back to Animal Park, it's reality. This is where I, where, where I stay, and, and, and this is what I need to do to survive. You know, Mark, from gangster to soccer legend is the book. 
it's coming out next week and I've had a glance at some of what's in that book. Um, I've had a chance to read a couple of the chapters as well. Your relationship with your mother, um, the early days, you know, your family, brothers and sisters, that for me was highly touching and I think it's something that people will be amazed to hear. Take me back to those days. Um, so Thomas, we were five siblings, um, you know, um, living in a one room. There's no bedroom, there's nothing, toilets, nothing. It's just a one room. If you want to go to the toilet, it's outside. Hmm. And, it, uh, you know, sometimes when it rains, you need to just move because some of the, the sink, we call it sink house, you know. Um, when it rains, you just move so the rain doesn't come. So I'm, I'm cool, cool. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. And you put, you put the bucket there next to you and you fall asleep, Thomas, you know. Um, because when that candle goes out, uh, you have to close your eyes and then obviously back to school. And um, yeah, you know, it went on like that. And then at the age of nine years old, the welfare came and told my mother that they're going to take two of us because it's unhealthy to stay five people in this house mm. five with five kids. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, my brother, um, they said they're going to take us to uh, orphanage. And uh, my mother said she's going to make a call. She went to go see my father. And I uh, we end up staying in Claremont, actually, a different place from, from Rondefle, um to Claremont. We were, but Claremont was predominantly white in Cape Town. You know, now from speaking Afrikaans, yeah, I go speak, go live in an area that uh, they, they're speaking English. But yeah, it was uh, an eye-opener. I miss so, my mother. So you're taken from your mom? I was taken from my mom. Thomas, you must remember, I was breastfeeding at the age of six years old. Still? I, yeah, I used to go to school. My mother used to walk to work because she was d doing domestic work. I was on my way to school and I forgot. Hey, but there's something I'm forgetting. And I used to run after in the streets, used to open it and then give me my breast. I used to breastfeed and then I go to school. That's how close you were to That's your mom. That's how I was very at close. At age six and at age nine, you're told no more. No more. You go to your dad. I go to my dad. With one of your siblings. Yes. Difficult. Yeah, difficult because you cry. You, 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 you like, okay. It's not real. You're going to meet your mother one day. And, um, you know, you don't understand why you've been taken away from your mother. Nobody explained to you. And you just go to school and, you know, and, and you, you love your life. And, mm. you know, I think the greatest gift my father gave me is when I was 11 years old. What did he give you? He gave me a soccer ball. And, um, you know, um, I used to tap from the school. I used to take that ball everywhere. I slept with that ball. Um, and um, Thomas, for me, it was um, whatever I did, I, if I was eating at school, the cars used to drive over the ball. I don't know if you know Eddie, Eddie Mat uh, Matali's head, how it looks like with the holes. That's how the soccer ball used to look. There used to be patches, patches. I used to just fix it and kept on. And yeah, one, one time one guy saw me and said, why don't you come and play amateur football? So you're with your dad. My granny. And your grandmother. And football is starting to come into your life. Yeah. But there's also a time that you're reunited with your mother. And, you know, that takes you away from this life in your dad's house and the gangsterism and, and the streets. How do you, how does your mom come back again into your life and, and, and take you away from what you were talking about, where, where you almost died, where you were yeah. almost stabbed, where you saw people being killed um, in those streets in a, Cape Town? A lady told me that, and she knows where my mother stays in Hanover Park. They said to me, I can be a Murphy, I can jump the fence, 
because they call you Morphe there. Or you can show us your brother and come through the front door with your with your stuka. With your tattoo. With your tattoo, yeah, tattoo. And uh, uh, she said to me, Mark, why do you think yesterday between 30, 30 guys that were trying to kill eight of you, four of your friends, are you didn't, you only got one cut. I said, I don't know, but God was good. She said, I've got good news for you. Your mother stays in Pogut. I didn't know where Pogut was. She said, you will run this street and just keep on running. It was like from Joburg to Pretoria. When you get there, you just ask people where Pogut is. And eventually I came there at six o'clock. There was any lights, and I used to shout my mother's name, Auntie Sila, Auntie Sila. And eventually, two hours later, uh, two hours and a half later, I found my mother. What a relief that was, Thomas. You know, she was crying. She asked me how it was. Mm. And, you know, I was like, just thanks, you know. And I told her about a little bit about, uh, you know, my life, not a lot, because my brother was still in, in it. He was the head of it, of, you know, the, the, the gang group that belonged in Hanover Park, yeah. How does the talent, Mark? Uh, how does that talent get spotted? How does it now become something that you start to take seriously? And I know this is something you, you discuss in the book, you know, um, from Gangster to Soccer Legend is, the, is that title. How do you start to now get on the path towards becoming a professional football player? I always, you know, Thomas, sometimes when you run away uh, with certain things, there's certain things that make you at peace or, or give you a peace of mind. I felt that when I went back to my mother, I worked on a soccer field <laughs> mm. in Tremois, actually. Because my mother said, do you want to go to school or do you want to go and work? I said, I want to go to school. But when I went back to school, Thomas, I was now missing four years. And you're going back to Senate 6. I was almost like the principal in the school. You didn't go to school? Yeah. You didn't go to school? Yes. I didn't go to school when I went to Hanover Park. I, I, I couldn't go because I was beaten. You know, but you come out of school, you get beaten just because you're not giving people money. So you missed four years of... Four years I missed out of it. And essentially, what is that? Junior 18 years old now, I'm, I, I was supposed to be out of school already. Yeah. So I'm going now, at, 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 uh, you know, go to stand at 6, at, at 18, 17 years old. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the back of the class and people making fun. And that's not a nice feeling because I always thought, you know, education can help me. But then, uh, you know, it's almost like you get this breather coming back and like, you know, what is it that you really want to do? And whenever I had that ball, I felt at peace with it. Um, I, I, I train on my own. You know, I had a vision that came and said, Mark, this is your way out. Mm. And, uh, you know, before people saw, taxis used to come to my mother's house early in the morning to pick me up and wanted me to play everywhere in Cape Flats. And I made money like that because the drug lords used to come and pick me up. I used to play three games on a Sunday, early morning, afternoon, and uh, 12 o'clock and late afternoon. They used to wait for me after the game. If I played in Mannenberg, they used to wait at Hanover Park. And that's how I made 200 rand. And remember, Thomas, in those days, Kentucky was white people's food. I used to, he told my mother sometimes, tell the guy to get a barrel Kentucky. Because, you know, Thomas, hey, hey, man. You know, my mother was almost like an agent because she knew also. And she used to negotiate sometimes on the side for a, a bottle. You know, it's not, it wasn't, she just got a bit clever mm. and say that, if you want Mark to play, you must make sure you get me a bottle of wine. And this is where you start to realize that football can make money. Football can change my family's life. hundred percent. hundred percent. I realized it because, you know, to play three games. Now I was back with my siblings. They were a little bit uh, a bit older. And then your muscles, Thomas, because you must remember playing three games a day, you know. And then obviously the Monday, you know, I, I used to go because I used to work, like I said, on a soccer field. Mm. 
And um, I used to tell my brothers, okay, I bought a two liter Coke and a, 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 a packet of Eats or more tennis biscuits. And I used to say, guys, whoever gives me the best massage, I'm just going to say bonus. You take a glass of orange juice, you take your, 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 your Fanta, and, and that's the next one come. And that's how it goes. And my mother says, hey, the kids must go to school. And, and it was great, Thomas, you know. The best massage. <laughs> the best massage. Mark Williams would <laughs> say bonus. <laughs> oh, wow, Mark. He's got a book coming out next week is the launch from gangster to soccer legend, a real legend of South African football. After the break, I want to hear about, you know, Mark Williams's encounters with Utata Nelson Mandela. Uh, the book does, I know, end at the end of the Africa Cup of Nations in 1996. And, you know, the things that happen in that team, in that squad and who you meet. Oh, that's this is going to be good. Stay with us. We'll be back now. Thanks, bye. Thank you, Emmanuel. From Gangster to Soccer Legend, when is the book actually coming out? Because I can hear already people are liking the stories that you're telling out of the book. And there's so many more great stories in the book. When is the book actually coming out? When can people get their hands on it? Well, now they can pre-order it, Thomas. They can go on my Instagram, Mark underscore uh, Williams 96, mm -hmm. and order the book. Um, I'm also going to go and sign around the country because I think the biggest thing for me is that I want to make sure that I get these youth on the hands of this book, Thomas, because, you know, it being in drugs, what I did drugs, where, you know, how to get out of it, mm. how to de dedicate it, because I think if you look after the game, the game can look after you. And then the launch is next week, right? Yeah. You got like some launch venues. Yeah. Is it private or can anyone just rock up and say, I want to get you to sign my book? No, uh, that's that's a pleasure to sign the book, but it's at the Ma at the Maslow at the first um, the first of September mm -hmm. at the Maslow in Centon on the corner of Grayston. Yes, it was sort of my ninety six people, some of the sponsors, mm. you know, um, the business people that I want because I wanted. And then the second is at the Rosebank, where they, that's for everybody you know that can come there, want their book to be signed, so. taking photos. Rubbing shoulders with their legends. Where can people get those details specifically? Because you're not giving times now, which I understand, but yeah. where can they get those details uh, in the next week if they want to come through to Rosebank? Would you say that's the one where the public are welcome to come? Uh, where will they get those details? Those details is on my Instagram where they can, do, they can also uh, email and things like that. Yeah. All right. So from gangster to soccer legend, Mark Williams, take me to, we've spoken, the gangsterism, the hard days torn away from your mother your father's influence um and now you start to see the light of football you know gangsters around the camp plants taking you around to play for their teams they betting you're pay you're winning things are improving at home how do you get into professional football thomas um i played sunday league and um you know um after doing um, a bit of drugs, but uh, to get to the point, uh, you know, you one can't I just skip by uh, after doing it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah like well, I was, a, I was a hero. I was a hero. And you, you know, used to take drugs. Well, um, this one Pacific uh, team playing for Flames. And this afternoon, uh, I've been a hero playing with senior guys, you mm. know. And uh, they said to me, you're going to have to light it. And that time they call it JRs, and I had the pipe, and I was like, hey. But uh, I felt like Jackie Chang. My mother was very disappointed. What's in there? Uh, the, the mandrax, mandrax, no mandrax, man, yeah, no yeah. Man, Mark, so no it man. makes you high, but you know, because you had that feeling of you're a hero and you had the wrong, just the wrong people with you. Mm. You know, I can't blame them because they gave me the pipe. And uh, yeah, that same, um, the next Sunday, there was a white guy standing on the soccer field. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm, I left this gangster thing behind. And uh, you know. So you thought it was a cop? I, I thought it was a cop. 
and I took one of my peop- my friends that could speak very good English, you know, <laughs> and I took my pants like some of the players now, put it a little bit down, and we walked towards him after the game. And he told me he's a scout. And I'm like, okay, you a scout, yeah. And he's talking now, and my one friend said, okay, let him talk. And, he, and I hear he talk about the flight, uh, flights, and, uh, and, I, and I spoke to my friend, I said, is he going to buy me an airplane? Because he talks about airplanes, he said, no, no, you're going to fly around the country. And yeah, I took him to my mother. My mother said, my son, you've been training for so many years. This is your dream. Go and take it. And that's how I started uh, uh, joining Hellenic Football Club. So you, you do well at Hellenic. You perform. And then who sees you? Well, playing at Hellenic, you know, I played uh, against a lot of teams from in Joburg. But the players in Joburg had always an attitude because they had a signing on fee. Signing on fee is that when you're a player, you get a signing on fee, you got that broad shoulders. Hellenic, we used to get a pie and a Coke. <laughs> so I was never happy with that. But, you know, to cut it to the chase, Thomas, I mean, um, when I was playing for Hellenic, I remember the day when I told them I'm going to be the first professional player that's going to get the signing on fee where they're going to walk. They were laughing at me. I was a laughing stock. But you know what, Thomas, I kept it. 1990 came, and Hellenic, uh, I didn't want to sign because I could see players in Joburg, they were walking chest out, they got signing on fee. We used to get a pie and a Coke because mm. they only used to have a 7-Eleven. Mm. And I said, no, no, this is not the way I'm going to buy it. But nevertheless, I, I then went. I got a trial by Blackpool. Wha- when I won there, they want me, Hellenic asked too much money. I walked back to the airport now after a week, and I hear somebody calling, here, here. And I'm like, hey, that boy sounds familiar. The prince of South Africa football, Jomo Somo. They played against Amazulu. We said, Mark, you want to play? Jomo Sono. Jomo Sono. I said, yeah. He said, now the league was already five months. I said, yes. He said, come back. I went back to him. He put me into the hotel. The Monday he called me. And then, yeah, Thomas, it's history. Five months later, I missed the top goal scorer with one goal. 21 goals, me and the great former singer. You May scored. soul rest in peace. You scored... That many goals in five months yeah. for Jomo Cosmos. For Jomo Cosmos, yeah. And that launched you. Suddenly, yeah, yeah that everyone knows you. Everybody knows Bra- me. Brajay has spotted your talent. He has spotted my talent. And, you know, he had a lot of talent there. He said to me one thing one day, most of the players that you're playing with here are going to be in the national team. You are so true. But the next year, I'm on my way now going to Cape Town. I just hear Sundowns bought me. Mm. I was like, but I only signed a one-year contract. How does this happen? So in the book, it tells you also sometimes players, when you sign a contract, please make sure that you got advice because, you know, you can sign your life away. And in this book, uh, you know, From Gangster to Soccer Legend, your new book coming out next week, you know, I'm trying to go quickly because time is running out and I want to get to some of the other stuff um, that's gonna that's in the book and the tournament itself. So, you're doing well at Cosmos. How now is this journey towards Bafana Bafana? Um, who's calling you up? How, you know, how are they seeing that you're doing so well? All right, so when I went back to Hellenic, uh, 92. So you leave Cosmos? I, I, I leave Cosmos because Somo couldn't afford that money. They wanted 80,000. I went to Sanos also on a loan. Uh. Then me and the coach, unfortunately, there was maybe two months left. We didn't get along. Um, um, and that same coach became the national, the first national coach. Who's this? Skrima Sabalala. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, I remember, you know, playing against Hellenic, uh, playing for Sundowns. In two games, I scored five goals. So I'm playing against Hellenic, and I'm like, I'm going to play. And he called me striker. He said, striker, you're not playing. I was disappointed. One minute ago, he told me I must go on the field. And I scored the equalizer. But, you know, that's all history down there. But we won Hellenic. And then during that time, Hellenic came to me and said, we want you to come back next year. I said, on one condition. 
Because as a kid, while I was running up that road, in and out, I saw that house and I said, one day, I want to buy that house for my mother. It was 85000 And I said, on one condition, I'll come back to Hellenic if I get it. And we agreed on that. I think that was the greatest so moment. So they agreed to pay you enough to buy that house yes. for your mother. Yes. For, for Well, it was for me, but it was basically for my mother. You can move your mom in. You yeah. can live together. You can take them out of the life that they've been living. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a great moment, Thomas, because, you know, when I bought that house for my mother, you know, I was training up and down, going to clubs, but I looked at it and I said, this is what I want to give for my mother, yes. Again, great performances at Hellenic. National team coach calls you up. And this is Screamer. Yeah, Screamer's yeah. the coach now. He, he yeah. knows your talent. We make peace. Um, <laughs> you're in the Bafana squad. Let's fast forward a little bit to right. Clive. Yeah. What's he say to you now as you're coming up to the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, I think great coach, uh, uh, sort of great. Uh, Clive Barker. Clive Barker, yeah. Late, yeah. Great, uh, you know, man. Uh, he knows how to put his hand around the shoulder. Treated players with respect, and 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 gave us a responsibility. A lot of times, I don't see that in teams nowadays. I think you have to give the player responsibility to take. Happened 90, 94, 95, We got hammered four zero four zero. We go four by four. But then afterwards, as players, you know, we we got the opportunity after Madiba came out of prison to play out in other countries. Mm. So we had a team that was very experienced and we said, whoever comes now is gonna get a hiding. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, yeah, I played in Belgium. I went to Belgium, played there for three years. And um, then, you know, while I was playing there, I was in a pub and somebody called me and said, why don't you play for my team? And I'm like, who's your team? He said, Wolverhampton. I said, if you get me a trial. Wolves. Wolves, wolves. Yeah. I said, if you get me a trial, he said, no problem. The Monday the guy phoned me and said, can you go Tuesday? I said, yes. But I thought, hey, wait, I must go to the club. I said to the club, look, I need to go to South Africa. There's a funeral. Look, I was lying, but I needed. On my way through, <laughs> I met a youth and I went to England. Um, the great Graham Taylor, he was an England coach. Yeah. I trained, I said, Mark, I'm happy. You can sign. I'm giving you a three-year contract and we'll talk about the rest. You just go back. But when the Cup of Nations comes, yeah. you're at Wolves in England now. You're uh, important to the club. They don't want you to come. No. Thomas, uh, uh, um, let me say a week before I come, he called me, uh, they say to me, the gaffer. Because sometimes I had to get confused when they say, hey, the gaffer wanted to talk to you. You know, especially when you're from South Africa. Yeah, you mispronunciation. Y and yes, you know, and, and I was like, okay. So the Wolves coach says, I want to see you. I want to see me. It's a week before the AFCON. A week before the AFCON. He takes out one paper with, with maybe five things. On the paper, it just said, I don't want you to, he said, um, a two million pound and a three-year contract not to come and play in the AFCON Cup 96. That's he, all. He didn't want you to come. He didn't want me to come. He said, you take one day, but if you come back Thursday, we, we, are, we are on the same page. And you had uh, essentially a contract in front of you that tells you two million pounds if you stay and you'll sign a three-year deal More to stay at Wolves if you don't go and interrupt the season by going to play in yeah. the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. You choose what? Well, Thomas, 95, when I looked at the rugby, the guys winning the Rugby World Cup, that was very close. I was in, in France doing it, and I said, you know, one day I wish I can be in that situation. It was a call for me, and unfortunately, I then, you know, take that paper. I went to London. Every time I was having a beer, I took the paper just to make sure mm. what was on the paper, but eventually I tore the paper, and um, I decided to come um, and, 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 and be part of this great team that we had 96. So you come to the Cup of Nations. And you know, everyone makes the mistake, Mark Williams, of thinking that you're a, you were the bench warmer. You were the player that, you know, uh, came on as a sub and scored in the final. That's, that's not really true. And, and, and that comes out in a big way in the book. Yeah. You were not the bench warmer. 
1996. What were you? No, I started the game against Cameroon. The uh, opening game. The opening game, Phil Masinga, you know, may his soul rest in peace. Great striker I played with over the years. He scored the first one, I scored the second one, and Shu scored it. I played the second game also. The third game we played Egypt. Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we lost one. Yeah, we, we already qualified. And then the quarterfinals, I scored. And then against came Algeria. Algeria came to the semifinals. Um, I know my mother was in the UK that time. I said, when we come in the finals, you people must come. Mm. So eventually, during that time, Thomas, I then say, um, the semifinals, me and Sean Bartlett start because uh, the great, uh, my son, rest in peace, Phil Massing was injured. And I played with, with Sean Bartlett. Mm. Sean Bartlett scored a great goal. And the, cl- the coach had to make a decision in the final when Phil was now healed, who's he going to play? So it's you or Sean, Sean or Phil, but only two of you can play. 100%. And Coach Clive says, what does he say to you? Well, he didn't, it, bef- be, I didn't because we had a, p- a, a pre-season, uh, sort of a pre-meeting in the morning. Mm. And that same morning, early morning, Madiba used to come, the president used to come six o'clock to us, Thomas. You know, what a feeling was that. And this morning, I was a little bit, not late, but as I come, the president came out. Utata, uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. And I was the first one. Usually Neil Tov is the first one and, you know, talk. But because I came up the stairs and uh, the president looked at me and he said, good morning, Mark. And I'm like, wow. Now everything just go back. The president knows my name. He said, today you're going into war. No matter what happened, the nation is behind you. And he hugged me. Thomas. It's just the two of you. Just the two the of us. The team is not there yet. You yeah. and Odata. Yeah, they, they're standing in a queue. They're waiting for their inspiration or whatever yeah. talk. Because he used to come six o'clock every morning. But I was the first one. Usually I'm the last one or number 10 or mm. number 11. Yeah. What does it feel like? That moment where he hugs you. It will, it will stay for the rest of my life. We t- People talk about, you know, my Diba magic. I think that when I went to my room, I was gone. Um, I was in the meeting when Clive mentioned the team. I, I, I didn't know anything about that meeting. When we went to the stadium, I was in the bus, and I was the first one who started singing. If I don't sing, nobody sings. They waited for me. Mm. But I didn't know. I was just going on in the place like, wow, shouldn't I be upset because you're not playing? But the spirit just took me to another well, level. that had lifted you. Yeah. What, 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 what so your head wasn't down. You were ready to do the job. I was ready. Because when you were called, when Clive says, uh, come on, the game is still nil-nil against Tunisia in the final. You go on. Yeah. What happens in your head? In my head, I had so many names. You know, at one stage, they were calling me Free Willy. They were calling me, like you said, Snook. They were calling me Sark, the Predator, because um, I took my teeth out about Thomas. Um, there was something that's in the book that people won't understand. You know, you have to wait for the coach. The coach was looking at the bench. Everybody was looking down that way. I was looking at him. And You're I, looking at Clive. I'm looking at Clive, and all the other players looking at the field. At the field. You know, coaches look usually on the side who they pick up. Mm. And I put my head out. But, you know, when I put my head out, I said to myself, I'm imagining you saying, Mark, warm up. And it wasn't like that. I just went up and started warming. He doesn't call you. You he just stand up. I just stand up because the people were calling it. And by the next thing, when he wanted to call Mark, I was right in front of him, finished warming up. And he said to me, I'm taking off Phil. You know what to do. I need to get a WhatsApp <laughs> because... You're telling me that the spirit literally took you up. Let's hear the voice note. Oh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Ah. Through pass, it's a goal. Person who can collect a ball from the center line and fire. After that, it's a disaster. 
I, I love this guy. Left and right, no matter which side he approaches the the the, the goalpost, it's a goal. With your header, he can head. Hey, Mark Williams is another animal. And I even loved him even more when he came to Chiefs and he also banged gold over there. Ah, he's a good old. He must just uh, have uh, what you call. He must, he, he, must, he, he must train our strikers. The timing of the strikers, when to, to put your head to score goals. So, was it you or was it Dr. Kumalo's pass? Well, first of all, before the pass, Thomas, because, you know, um, Doctor never made a tackle in his life. I think that must have been one of the greatest tackles he made. You know, I, you know, we was all shocked. You know, he went down, he made a tackle. We're like, hey, what did this guy do? And the next thing he played it, and then, you know, what happens? Left foot, far post, history 2-0 down. And, yeah, I saw the tears of Madiba, tears of joy coming out of his eyes, and that was it, Thomas. From gangster to soccer legend, that's Mark Williams. The book comes out next week. Mark, I can't wait for the book to be a huge success. Thank you for giving us a sense of what's going to be in the book. And there's so much more uh, that soccer fans and sport fans in general can take from a life that begins like Mark Williams' one. Uh, a family of five torn apart in Amkuku in Cape Town to one of the most famous names in South African football and a man who brings us the Africa Cup of Nations. Mark you're the ultimate inspiration on this Thursday night. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you very much, Thomas, and thank you to your fans for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, like I said, I want to make sure all the schools get their hands on the book, mm. um, you know, because it's basically, like I said, on um, Wednesday at the Maslow, I want to bring 15,000. I want some of my sponsors to come in and say, Mark, why don't you go to that school, that school, and make sure I give the books to the kids because that's going to be what I want to achieve. Oh, that's great news. The kids can learn so much from a story that I'm sure is the same as so many children's in South Africa where they maybe think there is no hope, but Mark shows there's always hope and greatness is always just around the corner. That's the ultimate inspiration on the Ultimate Sports Show. Ayabonga has just walked in and Ayabonga, wow, 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 wow. Mark Williams' story, I could have gone on and on and on and on. Did Mark tell you the part uh, when his mom moved? To where? To the new house. We touched on it, but we, you know, <laughs> have you got have you got a scoop on what happens when the mom moves? I did to some the house? work with Mark a few years ago. Yeah, uh, was it a few years ago? I think probably yeah. like a year, just over a year ago. Uh, and he tells the, some of the most fascinating stories. Oh. Um, and yeah, I need to get myself a copy, so I'm also going to be camping out on his Instagram there. Yeah, to get myself a copy. Ayabonga, I need to focus on you and uh, also let you take over with the Metro FM talk, but. Last night you did a fascinating story and you're following up on that story today. Give me a sense. Yeah, so we did the story about like uh, a new ride hailing business so that's going to join the market alongside Uber, Bolt and, you know, some of these other players. Uh, and what's quite unsettling was, I guess, some of the responses we got from their PR people. Uh, we got a lot of calls last night from people who drive for the platform who were saying, uh, yeah, well, this is our experience. Mm. So this evening, we're following up on that story. Um, they are out in Grebecha, here in Gauteng, and also in Cape Town. And uh, we're going to be getting um, some more reactions on that particular story because it is indeed an important one. We have to make sure when people come into the country, they do right by uh, you know uh, some of the people. That's important. And uh, there it is. Ayabonga will uh, be uh, taking over now with uh, Metro FM Talk. This has been 
the ultimate sports show. I'm Thomas Mlambo. Good night.